Sweet Sweet Garbage is a podcast in which two women, Jenna Redding and Bailey Von Schneider, take a look back at some of their favorite garbage films and television. Knowing them as we do, we have to ask the question, why do they find themselves enamored with this trash? Not only that, why do we ourselves root for the problematic woman? We love a good crazy stalker, male or female. Why is Bailey okay with the idea of Penn Badgley stalking her? Why does Jenna want to single white female every person she meets? Can they be feminists and still enjoy these indulgences? Let's find out. This week, we are going to be handling 2007's Joshua, um, starring, of course, Vera Farmiga, and this time her hubby is Sam Rockwell. So you want to tell us a, a little bit about it, Jenna? Yeah, so the synopsis we have for Joshua is the arrival of a newborn girl causes the gradual disintegration of the Cairn family, particularly for nine-year-old Joshua, an eccentric boy whose proper upbringing and refined tastes both take a sinister turn. Mm. Yeah. That about that about sums it up, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I will say, I, I don't know if I just thought in my head that this was a supernatural movie like yeah it kind of felt like it could have been honestly right and i don't know and and because i i saw something uh recently when i was like looking it up that it was originally called the devil's child or the devil's boy or something like that oh so like if he would have been like rosemary's baby like yeah or like sort of like the omen a little bit like but then, yeah, it's not. It's not that. It's more. It's a little bit more in line with like the good son or something like mm-hmm. that. Because it's just like a bad kid, which is fine. The kid is perfectly capable of being a super creepy bad kid. Without yeah, it, the, <laughs> the like one thing though that like got me on that is like he almost seems kind of like he's weird in the beginning because he like likes to dress super properly he like plays the piano i'm not saying kids that play the piano are weird and gonna try to like (laughs) kill their family but um he just seems kind of eccentric but like he doesn't seem that off right and then it's like he just kind of spirals into being off and it just it felt a little I don't know, jarring? Like, I don't know, I would have wanted in the beginning for him to have seemed, like, I don't know, slightly slightly more sinister than just kind of like a straight-laced nine-year-old. Yeah, yeah, he definitely comes across as just like this, yeah, conservative, almost like, you know, like a 65-year-old man and like a nine-year-old's body. So, yeah, it definitely, he doesn't seem... Yeah, he doesn't seem that sinister at all, like, right off the bat. Yeah. Like, he seems almost, like, normal. Like, a normal kid that would maybe have a a difficult time adjusting to a new baby after being an only child for nine years. Right, right. I can only imagine what that would feel like. But then it just gets, like, weird. And, like, unexplainably, like, weird. Yeah. I felt like this movie kind of lacked an explanation like we we sort of get these like there's like kind of a reveal at the end you're like but i'm like we never got any hints towards that at all and i like felt like i needed to be clued in to his motive a lot more yeah because here's the thing is that like even though like i said it doesn't have to be a supernatural thing it doesn't have to be 
And, like, honestly, they could have just ran with, like, evil kid and it would have been fine. But it's this kid in particular, it just, it does just seem like out of left field why he starts getting weird. And, you know, they hint at it a little bit with, like, the fact that he's, like, a music prodigy and he, um, he, like, he plays these really, um, these, like, really complicated pieces that are supposed to, like, you know, they have that conversation about, like, you know, like, the dissonance and, like, it's, like, really, like, kind of jarring music that he plays. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, I feel like they were trying to tie that in, but, like, it, they don't really. <laughs> it's just, like, a thing they talk about a little bit. <laughs> and then, like, I don't know, I think one of the, there were just moments that I was just, like, like, what? Like, when he plays his recital, like, we know he's good at playing the piano, and then when he's there, he just, like shits the bed and i'm like there's no like and then he like has his little pass out moment but i'm like is this looking for attention because your parents aren't giving you the attention that you need but it it just felt i don't know it just it felt strange right and see for me again like up until this point i still thought this was going to be like a supernatural like movie so I was like, oh, is this where, like, the devil gets in? Or, like, is this... Yeah. <laughs> Every time, was like, he going to be possessed? Yeah, that's kind of what I thought it was going to go for. <laughs> I felt like there were moments early on that, like, when he was like, do you not like me? Like, do you... Am I not good enough for you? Blah, blah, blah. That I was just like, oh, is this kid, like, hearing things? Is he? Is the, right? is the devil being like, you're not worthy, Joshua? And right? then he, like, takes him over. And, like, <laughs> then he does all of these things because, like, the devil has possessed him. Which, like, I don't know. I kind of would have dug that movie a lot more. Oh, absolutely. Listen, I seriously love a good possession movie. I love every possession movie. I love bad possession movies. That's how much I love these, that genre. <laughs> Like, as much as, like, it's cool to see, you know, Macaulay Culkin just be, like, pure evil, there's also a part of me that's, like, you're, you're, and, like, evil exists in this world, clearly, but that we just, like, I don't know, it's, like, there's a part of me that's, like, oh, I just wouldn't, like, this, this cute little nine-year-old, like, I think it would be interesting if he was just, like, possessed and, like, he didn't know anything that he was doing, and then you feel mm-hmm. bad for him towards the end, and you could be sympathetic with him, rather than, like, at the end of this, when he gets bitch-slapped by his father in the middle of, like, what, Washington Square Park? I'm like, go, Dad! Like, Yeah, yeah. That's definitely a problematic stance, because, like, finally by the time, like, Sam Rockwell starts wailing on this kid, like, you're kind of on his side. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's, like, a weird feeling to sit with. Right? Like, you're, you're like, oh, yeah, you want kid. him to be the shit out of this nine-year-old you're like yeah but kind of yeah, i do i do kind of he's been being a little shit <laughs> yeah like eve like like vindictive he's like gaslighting everybody this whole movie well yeah, he's like no, an expert gaslighter turns into that yeah yeah it's like this kid's gonna end up in politics or something yeah because he like knows and that was another problem that i had was that Vera Farmiga's character has just had a baby and the baby like literally will not stop crying. So she's like on edge because of that. But then she's heavily medicated. But was she medicated before this or was she only medicated after she like cuts her foot open? Needs stitches, then gets medication because it felt weird. It almost was like because we learned that he's been playing with her medication. They're like, mm-hmm. to, they say to Sam Rockwell, they're like, oh yeah, you've been like 
fucking with your wife's medication. He's like, what are you talking about? Like, of course I haven't. So we know that Joshua's been doing that. But my question is, is she just on, like, actual maybe antidepressants and that's a part of, like, her life and he's been fucking with that antidepressant? Or was he just randomly fucking with her, like, pain meds after she cut her foot open? I was just yeah. very confused about all of it. It was it was a little muddled. I got the feeling that she was probably on, like, antidepressants. Mm. Like, she was, like, one of those. Not one of those. Like, I don't mean it like that. But, like, you know, <laughs> she definitely gave off, like, Chardonnay mom vibes. Like, oh, yeah. you know, very much like, oh, I'm going to, like, take an Ambien with, like, a glass of wine. <laughs> yeah, like, at one point, her, Dallas Roberts plays her brother, and they're just over, like, midday drinking martinis, talking about how a woman that doesn't work needs a nanny. I was like, oh, that's goals. Midday drinking with your bestie. That's absolutely why. While I somebody want. takes care of your child. I was like, shit. Oh my God. She's got the life here. <laughs> seriously. Seriously. Sam Rockwell's just like bringing in the dough. Yeah. And just. <laughs> I have no idea what Dallas Roberts' character does for a living, but he's apparently cultured that he like teaches the kid how to like play the piano. He like goes out um, like every night to like fancy restaurants and sees all the Broadway shows, but like we have no idea what he does for work. <laughs> Right. At all. Well, that's the one thing, like, I feel like they don't really touch on this. Like, there is this kind of, um, like, they're obviously all, like, a very wealthy family. And, like, there is, like, this kind of sense that money, you know, like, they're kind of protected by money. You uh -huh. know what I mean? But, like, the thing is, like, what are you supposed to do when, like, you're being tormented by a child? Yeah. You know, because it's not like they can, like, call the cop. I mean, they don't even really, like, realize what's going on at first, you know? Because at first, Sam Rockwell's character is just, like, coming home from work and, like, realizing that his wife is, like, slowly going nuts. But she does seem like she would... It's It's just funny, because, like, if she was on a bunch of meds, like, what made her think, like, oh, we should have a baby after we're, like, we just got our kid, like... Almost out of childhood. Not out of childhood, but, you know, like, he can basically, like, take care of himself at this point. Yeah. And it's yeah, like, like oh. You've raised him, like, for most... Yeah, he's, like, almost ten. Like, and you're yeah. like, yeah, let's have another kid. <laughs> right. And, like, just because, like, how quickly, though, she does start to unravel... Yeah, you start to wonder. It's like, oh, so has she always been kind of, like, erratic and, like, Joshua has kind of had to deal with this... Like, where, you yeah. know, that kind of thing. But we never really see that. You just kind of, like, assume it a little bit. But we don't really For get truth. any, um, like, concrete, like, in-depth look at that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or is she just, like, a normal woman that is so fucking sleep-deprived? Yeah, That, like, that this too. is what has become of it? Like, because anytime we, like, pretty much see her, she's, like, ir irritable. She's, like, totally, she almost seems like... But then if he's messing with her medication, she's she could just be out of it because she's so drugged at this point, too. Right, right, right. Like, I feel like we just don't... There was just, like, a lack of character development. Like, we don't... We spent, like, an hour and 40 minutes with these characters, but, like, I couldn't tell you anything really about them. Right. No, they definitely came off of just, like, these sort of archetypes. Like, oh, you know, like, damsel in distress mother... Oh, like, the harried father who, like, 
realizes something's wrong, but he's like a little too late, you know. And then, mm-hmm. and then you know, then there's like so it's not really a twist, but you know, it's um, yeah, like basically. I mean, this is, I guess this is a spoiler or whatever, but like, you know, Joshua gets what he wants. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah. And it's, it's like, and I just felt like the payoff to what Joshua wanted made no sense. Right. Right. So basically half the time too, I was like, oh, maybe he just like wants to get rid of his sister in some way, like, and just go back to like things being the way they were. Maybe that's it. And you're like, okay. But it doesn't even seem like that was the case either. Like he... That's not the case. Yeah. Like... Well, yeah. yeah. Like, so it... (laughs) It's... It's just there were, there were moments where I was like, I needed more to have this be the, the, oh. Right. Yeah. The thing is, yeah, the thing is, like, there were so many red herrings, but, like, not really any clues that actually led to what we ended up getting. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's so true. And then he just goes through, like, there's moments where, like, you get the whole, like, oh, yeah, so, like, my kid's kind of weird. I'm gonna go and, like, talk to the teacher. And the teacher's like, oh, yeah, Joshua's, like, fine. He's just really smart. He's kind of eccentric. Oh, by the way, all three of our um, guinea pigs are dead. <laughs> like, so and it's like, oh, we, we we think that it's been poisoned. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's weird. So I so mean, you're Joshua? not putting that, that two and two together? That's interesting. Yeah. Although it is funny. I will say, like, that I thought was funny that, you know, like, the the typical scene where, like, people are trying to get more information about, like, the kids and, like, you know, usually that scene is where, like, the person is like, oh, yeah, no, this kid's, this kid seems fucked up. You know, like, yeah. that's in, like, every movie when, <laughs> when they start, like, digging deeper. But, yeah, like, these teachers were like, nah, he's great. He just, you know. Yeah. <laughs> or when he brings in, I love how kids in these types of movies are just... Like, this does not bode well for, like, the world of psychology. Because these kids dupe the shit out of psychologists. Seriously. Well, that's the thing. And people have, like, done these studies. But, like, we really do, like, gloss this over a lot. Is that, like, a lot of studies say that, like, if you're a true sociopath, you know how to, like, you know how to, like, dick around with a psychologist and, like, tell them what they want to hear. But they don't go into that. And then, like, like Sam Rockwell at one point is like, like the woman's like, she's belligerent. She and also, I'm just saying, if you go in and you see all of these drawings that you know equate abuse, you fucking get that kid out of that house. You don't like let him still be in that house. So the fact that he stays in the house when she's like, your son's being abused. And he's like, no, my kid's literally not being abused. My kid is smart enough that he went on the internet, fucking Googled, like, the perfect pictures of abuse. Like, what do I draw to show I'm being, like, sexually molested? He did it. or And he and then the, the, the uh, psychologist is like, this is a textbook abuse. Like, your son's being abused. And he's like, my son's a shit. And she's like, no, he's not. And I'm like... He was spent, like, two seconds with him. He seemed off right away. I would have been like, this kid's fucking crazy. It is funny. Like, the last two movies we've seen, like, does not give me very much faith in psychiatrists. And I will say, like, obviously, these are, like, B-thriller movies. Like, you know, they're supposed to be that great. Who makes psychiatrists But yeah, yeah, yeah. You're watching this and you're like, god damn, you went to school? You went, like, you went through the whole process of becoming a doctor and you're going to be just a fucking idiot? (laughs) Yeah, I was like, oh, 
God, I don't know, dig a little deeper into like this child. Like if you're thinking of like, I don't know. And like I said, if he's freaking abused, like if you believe abuse, like you know that most likely it's coming from the home or somebody who has come into the home. So you get that kid immediately out and you start like vetting people. You don't just say, oh yeah, your kid's being abused. Like I'm out. I'm going to keep my eye on you, buddy. (laughs) Keep abusing your child. You know what? This is strike one. (laughs) but he just does all of these yeah he's like pretty much just gaslighting this whole family like at (laughs) one point when like the mom is like uh he the mom finally gets the baby to sleep and is like hooray and the last thing she wants to do is play hide and seek with her nine-year-old child right but he's like let's play hide and seek and she's like fine so she like counts to 50 which is crazy first of all why Um, they don't live in like it's a yeah, it's a big apartment, but it's, like, not that big. There's only so many places he could be hiding. So then she, like, starts looking around. She's like, fuck, I can't find this little shit. And then she notices that, like, the door to uh, the baby's room is ajar. So she goes in. The baby's gone. She's like, what the fuck? So she, like, takes it upon herself after she cannot find him. She, like, calls Sam Rockwell and is like, I am missing both of our children. So he, like, rushes home and <laughs> she even goes upstairs um, to, like, they're doing the apartment over above her. So she, like, sneaks in there thinking he's in there, like, passes out there. Sam Rockwell finds her. And, like, when he comes down, like, the baby is, like, back in the apartment and like the little it like is fine in her crib and the little kid says like he's like you couldn't find me mommy <laughs> and i'm like this kid is a gaslighter like this kid hooey yeah <laughs> and i will say this kid was perfectly cast like he definitely got under my skin because i was just like god he is because you know sometimes, yeah, good on this kid sometimes like you know how they're like sometimes very like I don't want to say beautiful, but, like, they're very, like, they're very cute, very angelic-looking kids in a lot of these kind of movies. You know, that's, like, the reason why in The Good Son, Macaulay Culkin, like, works so well, because he looks like this little, like, angel kid, you know? Yeah. This kid, though, this kid looks like he's up to no good. Like, he is a creep. He's a fucking creep. (laughs) So I'm like, good, yeah, good on that. Like, he, he did that role really well. So he's making, like, and they, like, end up committing Vera Farmiga to, like, a psychiatric place. Yeah. Like, they're like, oh, yeah, she, because she goes fucking insane when she, like, comes down from, like, comes out from downstairs and, like, sees that the baby's back and he says, like, you couldn't find me, Bobby. She goes fucking crazy. So, like, has every right to, because we know, it's, like, at the audience, it's always interesting as the audience to, like, know more, and then you're like, well, of course she's, I would act like this, too, but then it makes the out people that don't know anything make her feel like she's insane. Because they're like, whoa, what is this? What is, what is all this? (laughs) So, like, she gets, like, she gets her much needed vacation. Yeah. It's like, listen, I'm going to be taking Ambien shots and just like sleeping all day. You know what? Yeah. And now Sam Rockwell is like, and then I was like half paying attention at certain points. Um, I know that he starts to become really suspicious when he watches a video of Joshua, like, like one of those, like, um, I don't know, like, what is the word I'm looking for? Like, it was a dark light video, or what What was it? It was like, 
you know, the video of him going through and you can see him waking up the baby and doing all this, like, shit. Well, it's like, with, not like, surveillance, a, but it's like the, the ca- baby cam. Yeah, yeah. So, like, and then, so was that what he was? He was, like, watching the baby cam and you could see the kid, like, going in doing and, like, all poke, the, you know, and, like, poking the, the, the child. So yeah. Then, so he's all, like, um... Oh, shit. All right, this is a little weird. Right. So then he goes, so he gets, like, really suspicious. And then he finds that his mom, who also randomly, the mother being a religious freak, I felt like added nothing to this. Well, right. Again, like I said, I was just like, oh, is this, and then I was like, oh, is this kind of like a hereditary where, like, they're trying to, like, do some shit? Like, is that what's going on here? Because, you know, she's just like, she's like, oh, you know, because... They talk about how she's super religious. She's super, like, zealot Christian. And Vera Farmiga's character is, like, a non-practicing Jewish uh, person. And they they bring this up, and then it does not seem... It does not pay off. Does not matter. It's just, like... It's just really creepy in the moment. <laughs> but... Yeah. So, like, she takes him to, like... And he's also randomly into... Like, ancient Egyptian, like, death. Yes. Yes. So he knows, like, all of this. So she takes him to, you know, the Brooklyn Museum, where there's apparently a a big display of, like, ancient Egypt. So he starts, like, talking about, like, ancient Egyptian gods. And he's, like, freaking the grandma out. She's like, you know what? I gotta go pee. Why? Also, you gotta go pee. You take the baby with you. You don't leave it with a fucking nine-year-old. Even even a perfectly normal, regular nine-year-old. Don't fucking leave a baby, a newborn, with a nine-year-old. So... He, like, she comes out of the bathroom and what? Oh, my God, they're gone. So she's, like, chasing him through it. And this is the moment where he's, like, about to just straight kill the baby. He's about to, like, push her off the stairs, like, right out front of the museum. And the grandma's like, yo, like, the grandma's like, what's going on? Like, what are you doing? And then Sam Rockwell, like, shows up at this moment. And he, like, sees what the kid's about to do. Yeah. So, like, he's now, like, he was already suspicious. Now he's straight, like, what? And then he turn. He grabs the baby. He like goes down the stairs, and next thing you know, Grandma like is dead at the bottom of the stairs. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, "This kid pushed her." He's yeah. like, "He's already all in on the fact that his son is a psycho." Yeah. No. It basically he doesn't. It doesn't take much convincing once like he starts kind of piecing things together, which is nice. Or I. I mean, I don't know. Like, <laughs> it also too though. Like the second. The second he starts to be suspicious of his kid, though, I thought it was funny that there didn't seem to be a lot of conflict about it. Where it's like, it's still your child. Like, how how are you going to go about this? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's, so he goes about it by locking him and the baby in his bedroom. Right. Like, he's- deadbolts locks it. <laughs> and he's like, and the, then the kid's like, what are you doing, daddy? He's like, oh, baby sleep with me. And, like, locks him out and is just like, no. Yeah. And then he's like, I'm going to send you to fucking, I'm going to have a shrink come in. Once the shrink doesn't believe him, he's like, we're straight sending you to a boarding school. And then that's when the kid freaks out, and then you see all these bruises that he's clearly giving himself. Yeah. So, like, he's setting everything up perfectly. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> and he sets it up by, like, 
knowing how to push his dad's buttons and all this. So he's like, he seems perfect the next morning. He wakes up, he's feeding the baby. He's like, let's go for a walk. So he takes him into the park, like in front of like a ton of people. It's like, it's like what, like a sun Saturday or a Sunday. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely very well. Like there's so many people. (laughs) So he starts just getting ridiculous and ridiculous and ridiculous and then he sam rockwell ends up like like smack like he gives him like you're not never touch your child but he gives him kind of like a backhanded smash it's like not that i'm saying anything isn't bad everything is bad but it's not like he closed fist punched the kid in the face not the first no not the first time yes not the first time so he's just kind of like okay like you're not listening to me like i'm gonna i'm gonna give you a little slap and then the kid says something that like pushes sam rockwell over the edge but yet we don't understand why it does. He's just like, nobody will love you. And I'm like, yeah. we don't have enough to know about why that's literally pushing him over the edge. But then Sam Rockwell just like closed fists him and starts punching just the shit out of him. the shit the, out of this kid. Yeah, to the point that like old grown men are like pulling him off the kid. And now he's fighting the grown men. <laughs> and I was just like, oh my God. Yeah, no, it was, it was really weird because it was, it was a very pointed thing that he said to him. And I feel like it must have got, like, the line must have been cut, or it had to be something, because it had to be something to do with his mom. That's what I was thinking. But we don't have that information. Oh. And it could just be that Sam Rockwell is just, like, too good of an actor that he just all of a sudden just snaps and just, like, didn't, like, and then just, like, started wailing on him. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Because... Like, yeah, so he beats the shit out of the kid, of course gets arrested, and then my favorite line of this whole movie is delivered, like, also, this movie, like, had a great cast, which, one, baffled me, and two, then they have, like, fucking, um, who'd they get? It was the guy that was in the fucking... Lenny and Squiggy. Why am I blanking on his name? Oh, Michael McKean. So then you get Michael McKean, who's just not utilized at all in this movie, except to come in and have this banger line where he's like, man, you just can't beat your kid up on the weekends. Because, <laughs> you know, we have to wait till Monday for, like, for, you know, oh my God, for bail. Like, so just don't beat your kid up on the weekends. Oh beat God. him up on Monday. But, oh my God. <laughs> But yeah, like, I think a big problem I have with this movie is that this movie is like, whatever, went to Sundance, but again, sometimes movies go to Sundance that suck. But anyways, like, goes to Sundance, has a stellar cast. Such a good cast. And they're just, like, not utilized well. Like, I wonder what, like, made them be like, yeah, this is the movie I want to do. Like, it's super indie. It, like, feel... It has, like, the indie way of feel. It's not like they could be like, we're gonna pay you $20 million, Sam Rockwell. Please be in our movie. This did not feel... Yeah, this did not feel like a paycheck movie, for sure. No! <laughs> That's what, like... I, I'm like, what? I just want to see who directed this. Is a man named George Ratliff. Like, what has he done? Let's see. Did he Joshua. write it, too? Like, literally nothing before this that I would have been like, oh, okay, maybe he did something wicked cool, and, you know, you've got, uh, oh, he did that more recently movie with Aaron Paul that looks stupid, with Aaron Paul and that model. Aaron Paul? Oh, uh, Jesse? Man, Aaron Paul, somebody who was on such a great television show and just cannot be a movie star no matter how much he tries. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't really seen him in anything, right? But yeah, this like guy hasn't done enough that you were like, oh my god. Yeah, 
There's nothing. There's a couple of, there's a documentary. There's a couple of documentaries. There's a TV movie documentary. That's interesting. And it's not like, I don't know. Like you wonder if like the script, like if things got cut. Cause like there was something there. I feel like there was something interesting in this movie. Cause like while I was watching it, I was trying to figure shit out and I was trying to like do this. But then sometimes I wonder if I just like over it, like we are over, like we're analyzing these like, you know, very decidedly like B type movies. But like, you know, yeah, this got like Vera Farmiga, this got Sam Rockwell. This was like back when they were kind of actively, like before they were doing like super big budget things. So they were like kind of, you know, doing, yeah. Yeah, Fox Searchlight put it out. I'm like, there's nothing about this that makes me say, oh, oh, okay. Like, I get it. Like, I get Fair Farmiga. I get Sam Rockwell. I get Fox Searchlight. I get Sunday. Yeah, like, no, like, it seemed like they were trying to do, like, a prestige horror movie before, before, well, they didn't get the concept, clearly. And also, like, before that was even really a thing. You know what I mean? Like, now you can make a horror movie and it's, like, and... You know, they're usually always pretty good now. Like, they're still, of course, the occasional, like, stupid horror movie. But there's so many good ones now. Like, so many, like... Like, well, you know, they, they're starting to be taken seriously. And it feels like this movie was trying to do that. But it really just falls short. Falls short. <laughs> and I guess we could go into a little bit about what the, the quote-unquote twist or what we've been leading up to that was just so dumb. Yeah, so basically, yeah, he, um, the, so Sam Rockwell ends up being kind of told he's going to go away to prison, like, forever. And because, because of this incident with, like, the kid in the park, but also they're like, you've been, like, messing with your wife's medication. Like, we can mm-hmm. tell, like, what the hell? Like, you, you know, you're going away, mister. <laughs> this whole thing. So then Joshua and the sister then go to live with the uncle, the one who'd been day drinking with Vera. And basically, he's, like, super happy about it. Very much like, oh, this is what I've always wanted. And, like, you know, he starts playing the piano. And, like, they start playing, you know, he starts singing this song. And it basically shows that, like, this is what he's always wanted. Like, he wanted to live with the uncle this whole time. Like, that's what he wanted. Mm -hmm. And also, too, though, because of this, it's like, oh, so, like, now you aren't going to try to kill your sister anymore? Like, you want to live with your sister? Yeah. With your uncle? Is that what this is? So, like, it's very... Yeah, like, are we still supposed to be scared that you're going to try to kill this, (laughs) this, like, newborn baby? So it was supposed to come across as shocking. Yeah, and then Dallas Roberts is, like, looking at him and is like... Fuck. So, like, Dallas Roberts is, like, putting two and two together, but I'm just, like, there was just not enough of Dallas Roberts in this movie and to show the relationship that he has with Joshua for us to be, like, oh, this is what Joshua wants. Oh, this makes sense. Like, there's nothing. No. Like, they're they're, they're together, like, the beginning, and, like, he's with his sister a little, or he's with Vera more, but, like, Yeah, you wouldn't really get the, you wouldn't get the sense, and, like, I guess because, like, the whole thing about him being cultured, and, like, he, you know, he's supposed to, you know, be very sophisticated, like, was that supposed to be it? Whereas, like, oh, I think my parents 
I think my parents are squares. Like, I want to hang out with this, like, super cool, sophisticated guy. Was that it? But, like, it didn't make sense. Yeah, and, like, that could have been cool, but it was just not well, it wasn't set up. Way. It wasn't set up at all. It was, we, we kept getting a bunch of false clues or, like, false starts. Because at this point, it's like, then who cares that he was into, like, Egyptian death shit? Like, apparently that didn't matter. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's just like, okay, this is just like, it makes, the things like this just like get me when I'm like, oh, okay, I can do better than this. But then you do something that is better than this and like nobody gives you the recognition, but then this piece of shit can get, like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's just like, what the fuck? Well, and the thing is like the guy who directed this, he co-wrote it with someone else. So you're wondering like, like I said, like I would I kind of would like to read this script and see if it if a lot was cut or if things were left out or you know that kind of thing because it does feel like certain things are missing and I don't know if that's because the script is just bad or if like you know they they did run out of money because this is clearly like an independent movie, you know what I mean? Yeah. You never know with this type of movie cuz sometimes it's just like you know, like the snowman, that was like a big budget movie with Michael Fassbender and they ran out of movie or they ran out of money. And like that movie fell apart so fast. Yeah, it can happen. <laughs> but like, I don't, I don't know. And then I just always feel that like, if you're going to do an indie horror movie with like no budget, I feel like your script should be so tight. Right. Like, Cause like you're not spending not money a on a lot of stuff. Like, yeah, <laughs> you got your, like, I feel like you're, that's it. It should be story first. And I felt like like the perfect example of like story first with getting a great cast is hereditary. Oh, for sure. Oh my god. Like that's like you could well, you could say whatever about Ari Aster that like what he does is completely fucked. And believe it or not, like I think that his short film at AFI is more fucked than Hereditary yeah. and yes. Midsummer combined. Yeah, and that's only like, a ten minute you know? movie. Yeah, we could do a whole and that thing got then. the attention of A24. So A24 themselves are probably fucked. But <laughs> at least it's like everything about Hereditary is like told in such a tight way because it's like it's like a first time director in like what his late twenties to early thirties. And like I get why he gets the cast that he gets because if you read that script, you're like, oh, I'll take a chance on this yeah, shit. Absolutely. Like this could be really good. And it was. This is not one of the movies that I was like, yeah, this is the movie that's gonna be like people are gonna be like, Oh, you were in that like you were in that movie that changed the horror genre. Oh yeah, yeah. this is not that movie. No, it's not. It does seem like it is trying to be like a hereditary a little bit or it was like at least like the blueprint. And then Ari Aster was like, oh, I'm just going to take this and make something way better. Sorry. Thank yeah. you. Bye. Your, your concept's kind of a little cool. I'm going to make it great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Well, I, I just recently rewatched Hereditary for like the second time. And I was like, I was still shocked by like how scary I found it. Because usually when you, when you watch something a second or third time, like a horror movie, you can do it because then you're like, okay, well, I know what's happening or I know what's going to happen. Yeah. Shit's still terrifying. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, no, I saw that by myself in a in an empty. By theater. yourself? Oh man. 
I do. That's... Horror, honestly, like, things really don't scare me. Like, I, I like Hereditary. I find it very well done, but I, like, didn't really find it scary. Oh, that's Like, cool. I'm just really not scared by things. Like, honestly. Except for paranormal shit. I just don't fucking do ghosts. Mm. Like, you can make the shittiest ghost movie, and I'm gonna find it more terrifying than Get Out. I'm like, Get Out's a great movie, but I don't necessarily find it scary. No, I, I can see that. I can see that. Because, like, I'm kind of the same way. Like, anything supernatural, anything like like The Exorcist, like that kind of thing, like, that stuff scares me. And I don't know if it's, like, the uh, dormant, like, ex-Christian in me that's, like, stirring whenever I watch something like that. <laughs> yeah, you're like, go surreal! Listen, that is the Lord, and that is this that is satan and they are trying to get yeah. you <laughs> like i could sit through a movie that people are like this is the scariest thing i've ever seen and i could be like okay and then i try to sleep over at the lizzie borden house because people tell you it's haunted and i get the worst night's sleep of my life like that's <laughs> right because it's like a like an uncomfortable bed and like <laughs> and i was in yeah i'm in an uncomfortable like barely between a twin and a queen like a tween (laughs) it's a tween i'm like in a tween mattress with my friend and we're in the room where like the mother was murdered yeah i'm not gonna that is creepy no that's for sure creepy i feel like even if like you don't even believe in yeah even if you don't believe in ghosts like knowing that there was like a dead body there or like knowing yeah that's really what gets you is that you're like Oh, and of course, like, I shit you not, it's, like, the worst weather ever. It's, like, pounding rain. There's, like, thunder and lightning. And I'm just, like, yeah, I'm not sleeping tonight. So, like, like, I barely slept. And (laughs) then, yeah, then I get in my own head. Of course, we're, like, the last people to go to sleep in the entire house. Because it's, like, a bed and breakfast. So, there's, like, people staying in other rooms. He and I are, like, we're going to just stay up super late. And maybe we'll be just so tired that we fall asleep. Well, he was. I was not. (laughs) I'm just, like, super aware of things. So, like, we're finally, like, okay, we should go to bed. And, of course, the bathroom is, like, outside of the room, too. And I'm, like, oh, God, don't have to. Don't pee. Don't pee in the middle of the night. Don't pee. Like, I was just, like, don't drink anything (laughs) for hours before bed. And then I'm just, like, okay, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. And then they tell you, like, you get a really in-depth tour of the entire house when you like when you stay there with the bed and breakfast like you can go and tour it like normally during the day but like at night you get like it's literally like a two-hour tour of the whole house which is really cool cool. yeah yeah so then they get to like the room that we're staying in and they're like oh yeah like we this this room has you know people say it's haunted people say that like you know they can feel the mother tuck you into bed what like and i like like got so in my head about it that like as the day was like like as i'm like opening my eyes and i could see like the sunlight i like i made myself believe i could feel myself being tucked in whether or not i was or not i like made myself believe that's it. crazy i i mean oh i feel like i'm that way all the time like i do think i'm very susceptible to the power of suggestion i mean i do yes. believe in motherfucking ghosts like i'm not saying i don't but i do also i can concede that i am also a super scaredy cat and can like make myself think shit <laughs> 
Yeah, of course. So, like, I was, like, definitely in my head because, you know, you wake up the next day and everybody's like, oh, did anybody feel any spirits? Did it see anything? Do anything? And everybody's like, no, no, not really. And I was like, well, I think I got in my head about something. And then they were like, oh, yeah, you, you like, you may have. I was like, yeah, either way. I was like, at least, like, the ghosts are there are supposed to be, like, nice. Like, she literally tucks you in like you were a guest at the thing. Yeah, no, it's not like, like she's nice. like, oh, you feel her, like, on your chest and you can't breathe. Yeah. And, like, you, like, no, it's like, this is a kind old lady that was unfortunately bludgeoned to death in next to you but she like tucks you in yeah yeah no she's just, like, like she's oh. being the consummate host like she's you know she's yeah. not letting what happened like get in the way of like making like, sure you're comfy <laughs> exactly like and i was just like okay so you just get and then you hear like ghost hunters have gone there and been like this is one of like the most activity we've ever experienced and i'm like oh god yeah <laughs> like, well, no, that's the thing. Is like that's why, like, even though like I would love to go to those kind of places, I'm so freaked out by myself. And like, oh yeah, I just I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I like slept to. on Bobby. Oh, really? I was just like, yeah. I was like, could the only nice thing about this bed being so close is that like I felt him the whole night. Yeah, you're just like, I scared the shit out wrong. of him though. Because <laughs> like my leg brushed up against him, and he was like. Oh, no. <laughs> And I was like, Bob, it's me. And he's like, okay. He's like, we're a little jumpy. I was like, yeah, we are. Aw, that's cute. That's good. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so this movie did not make me feel like I did when I stayed at Lizzie Borden's house. Yeah, so that is a knock on you, Joshua. <laughs> Joshua. Make me scared, Joshua. But did did you find that there was a batshit moment within any of it? I don't know that I would say this was super batshit, but but when Sam Rockwell does finally snap and just start beating the shit out of him, I don't know. Like, there was a part of me that was like, oh, man, is this, like, is this shocking me? Or is this just, like, do I think this is kind of funny? And, like, I can't, like, yeah. I can't tell. <laughs> really? It's true. Like, I don't think there was anything that I was just like, oh, that happened. Like, I feel like it was kind of, even though we beat, savagely beat the piss out of him, like, it felt like it was building to that, right, that no, it wasn't sure. like, oh. There was something uh-oh. about it, though, where it's like, I was like, wow, I really actually did not think they would do it. Like, mm. sometimes you know how, like, in a movie, or even on that that one TV show, The Slap, like, that's, like, the thing, <sighs> that's the most awful thing, like, you know, if it had just been that, like, little backhand, like, some people would have been like, oh my god, that's enough. But then, like, for it to go and yeah. then it just be such a savage beating. <laughs> I mean, I will say, like, I was yeah. like, oh, shit, did not see that coming. Yeah, yeah. So, like, that, yeah, I, I probably agree. Because it was, like, like, because I felt like Vera Farmiga's outburst, they, like, built up to that, too. Right. That I was like, she's going to hit a breaking point. That she's going to go crazy. The thing is, they were both, you know? vi- like, the thing is, like, you get two really fucking amazing actors to play these parts. Mm -hmm. So when you're watching them, everything made sense. Like, nothing felt out of place for them. Yeah. Like, things didn't make sense because, like, the script didn't make sense. But, like, those two, those two were acting up a storm. You know? Oh, and what was with her haircut in this movie? Okay, so I had some things to say about that, because that is an ugly-ass haircut. Holy shit. Like... Oh, I can't even. And in the trivia on IMDb, they say it's a nod to um, Rosemary's Baby. 
But it, it is, is not. not. It is absolutely she not. She has a cute little ha- pixie haircut yeah, yeah, in no, that this, movie. This is like Julia Roberts' hair, like in fucking Steel Magnolias. Like, it is bad. Like, when she finally gets her hair cut and she turns around. And, you know, before she had, like, beautiful Julia Roberts, like, curls. And then she turns around and it looks exactly like... It looks like she came out of a mental hospital at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> yeah. And, like, the color's awful. I was yeah. just like, what is like, this? Like, if they did, if they were... <laughs> yeah, if they were trying to go for, like, a Rosemary's Baby look, like, go for it. Like, do the cute short hair sure that Mia Farrow pulls off so well. Like, if Mia Farrow had that hair in Rosemary's Baby, I'd be like, what? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's crazy. Vera Farmiga could pull it off, too. She has, like, those cheekbones. It's not like she would look... Yeah. I mean, she didn't look great in this, but... You know, I think she would yeah, look they better were just, with the pixie. They were putting her through the ringer. Yeah, I just literally don't know what that hair was. No, about. it was, was so just like, God, awful. you could tell straight white men did everything in this yeah, movie. Because like here's the even thing. the costume and the makeup were straight white men. <laughs> I it has to be. There's no way that like either a woman or a gay man would have allowed that hair. That's what I'm saying. It's so weird. And like so it's like so do you guys think this is attractive or are you guys trying to say something? Cuz like what's up? What are you trying to say then? <laughs> like is she just crazy and she just like ha- like obviously she didn't just get out of a mental hospital or anything like that, but like that's yeah, what it when seems I like. First- when I first saw the hair, it was, like, right after she had a baby. And I'm like, oh, she's probably a little stressed. And then she, like, shows up to his, like, recital with that hair. Yeah. Like, didn't even do anything. Right. I don't know if there was anything you could have done to it, but, like, <laughs> nothing was done to her hair. And I was just like, you went into public like this. Holy shit. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's oh. very... It's not good, guys. It's that that. I hair. was just the whole time I'm thinking... You banged Leo in The Departed? Not with that hair. Yeah, right? You banged Sam Rockwell, who's, you know, he's pretty hot, too. You banged Sam Rockwell with this hair, presumably. That's That's impressive, actually. Yeah, right? That is good. Good on you, Vera Farmiga. Good on you. Yeah, it's like, clearly, I was like, oh, he must be a personality guy. That's nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Or he's into weird hair. I don't know. Oh, yeah, you know. Can you imagine? He's like, oh, that's the way I like it. That gets me going. I, uh, you know, oh, one of my favorite parts of this movie was like she just has the baby and she's just like not feeling being like touched by anybody. So like he's like, oh, I'm a red blooded American man. What am I gonna do? I'm a Google porn at work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was just like, oh god, this is hysterical. <laughs> oh god. Uh, yeah. But, so where would you put this on the garbage meter? Ugh, I did not like this movie. But then it wasn't like, I just thought it was like kind of a bad movie that thought it was good. Because like I reserve like hot garbage for like a movie that's like so bad that it's kind of fun though. Yeah. Like I didn't really have fun yeah. with this movie. It, like the I will say though, it didn't really drag too much though. Like I was never like I never felt like the hour and forty minutes like killed me that I was just like, oh God, <laughs> like this isn't over. Like Right. So, like, I never felt that. I thought it was paced well, but I just, I just don't know. There were, like, too many, too many questions. Uh, Your reveal yeah. was trying to be, like, look how smart. I don't know. I felt like this movie thought it was smarter than what it was. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that's definitely what I think. Like, this is definitely, like, very uh, middling. Like, 
a very mediocre movie. Like, I mean, I had a good time because, like, of course, like, again, I was saying, we've been saying, like, these actors are so, they're always going to be compelling oh, to watch. Of course. Absolutely. And that's probably what makes me not dread the, like, everybody in this movie, even Dallas Roberts, like, the dudes from fucking Juilliard, like, they got a banging cast in this movie. It's crazy. That yeah. I'm like, what? Like, what? <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, yes. So I would, yeah, I would probably say, like, this is just, like, a garbage movie. I, yeah. you know, check it out if you really like Sam Rockwell and Vera, because, like, mm-hmm. again, they, they both bring their A-game. But um, as far as, like, horror movie goes, like, even, like, scary kids type thing, like, it, it really does fail a lot of boxes. Like, does not check a lot of the boxes. Yeah. <laughs> Very true, very true. Like, we're hoping that, you know, the the next two Psycho Kids the movies that we do will, you know, at least be a little more entertaining for us. Yeah. That they're more fun to I will say, like, about. The Good Son, I remember watching that when I was a kid and loving that movie. So I'll be, I'll be interested to re-watch that. And I've seen The Bad Seed before, so... Yeah, with The, with the Good Son, I, I remember, like, one of my vivid memories from that is, like... A cute little Elijah Wood, like kind of hanging off of the side of a cliff, and Macaulay Culkin being like, <laughs> "Yeah, <laughs> like, Macaulay like, Culkin, okay. like I gotta say, like we we should have known, like Macaulay Culkin would end up being like a very interesting actor because he can do dead eyes yeah. very well. <laughs> yeah, no, so so true, so true. But yeah, this this movie, like I I can say like. But probably you can never probably watch it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't need to. And if if anybody out there listening like wants to watch it, like we said, yeah, you've got a hell of a cast. <laughs> really a, swinging for not a hell of a movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's uh, that's Joshua. Yes. Yeah, so thanks, guys, for listening. We'll see you again next week. And yeah, if you guys are on social media, check us out. Um, like, uh, you know, like us, subscribe to us, you know, all that good stuff. Reach out to us on Instagram. Some of you guys have, like, talked to us, and it's been, like, really cool. So, yeah. All right. We'll see you next week. See you then. Bye. Bye-bye. Sweet, sweet garbage, baby.